it's weird because like you you spend time trying to trying to like be the professional you know and like trying to distance yourself from that college like mentality like no i'm not just like some random intern like i'm like actually professional and then when someone like treats you that way it's like wait oh yeah yeah no yep i agree you're right yes i know what i'm doing (laughs) like it's kind of a weird imposter syndrome thing to to get figured out like you have to get reminded that you know what you're doing yeah (laughs) because you're just like sitting going along and then someone asks you something you're like oh yeah i know how to do that because like that's that's what i do professionally and get paid (laughs) to do because that's what i've spent a a decade doing at this point yeah it's strange man it's it's weird like i'm i'm in the same boat where i'm married I own a house. Which is still just, that okay. just blows my mind. I, yeah, that's I crazy. Have, I have a house. And when something goes wrong, when something breaks, I'm like, oh, I got to call the person who owns this. That person who owns it is me. <laughs> I have to call myself. I, I, I am the one responsible for this now. Yeah. I shouldn't for be better allowed. better for worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, on the one point, there's a great sense of freedom with being, like, reminded that you're an adult and you can do all these things. And then there's the occasional sense of, like, I don't think I actually know what I'm doing. I don't know if it... I kind of liked it better when everyone else knew more (laughs) than me. I I don't know if it's weirder for, like for yourself to feel like you're growing up and to feel like you're an adult or to watch your friends, like your close friends, your best friends grow up alongside you as well because there's still just this i know tj that you and lisa like laura and i joke that you are two of the most responsible people that we know um (laughs) but then also there is just that cognitive dissonance of like okay there's the current image of tj uh who is this uh responsible mature professional who's a homeowner uh is married and that gets played alongside this mental image that is ingrained in my head of you running down the hallway of Ireland Hall with a bag of six-week-old potatoes that have started to liquefy that you forgot about and it caused our apartment or our uh, our dorm room to smell like absolute garbage for a month like there's just this 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 cognitive dissonance like these two things cannot exist simultaneously yeah and they shouldn't exist simultaneously, but somehow they do. what brings us here today welcome to the q4 podcast it's everyone's favorite podcast it's my favorite podcast where three adults three grown men talk about important subjects that are impactful and only uh, tangentially related to sports. Well, I was trying to, I was in my mind, I was imagining the corporate buzzword, like word cloud. I was, I was about to say cohesion, synergy, mm. synergy. 
We're synergetic. We're the most synergetic podcast. <laughs> the, the most synergetic <laughs> podcast on Podbean. <laughs> I forget we're on Podbean. We're on everything, man. No, oh, we're especially on Podbean. No offense to Podbean. Uh, thank you for, for playing our podcast, but... Uh, I yeah. don't think Podbean knows we're on Podbean. I don't I feel think like so. Podbean is just kind of like indifferent to the whole matter. If they found out we were on, they'd probably actually take us off. Yeah, probably. This is why we're trying to trying to <laughs> stay below the radar. <laughs> and that is the only reason why we have 15 regular subscribers. It's yeah, not, no, not, not because of the quality of content. No, what are you talking we about? If wanted to be the number one podcast, we could be. We could. We just don't want to be. Nah, it's it's not for us, man. It's not for us. Yeah. No, we're we don't want to sell out. We're an underground sports <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we're we're staying we're the true. punk rockers we're of stay, the staying true to the vision of this podcast. I mean, no, no, we're not letting corporate greed take over. No, no way. Never. 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 See, not, see how synergized we are about we're that. We're so front, synergized. You know? Come on. I, I think, oh. I don't know about you guys, but my synergy levels always peak at 9.27 a.m. <laughs> On a Saturday. On a Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. It's not, I, I wouldn't much rather be sleeping right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing oh. I'd rather be doing. This is why we're here. And why we're going to move into Q1. This week we did something different. And by something different, I mean, I had the idea while I was driving to Chicago for six hours that I was like, oh, this would be fun. Taking questions from other people rather than just <laughs> trying to make it up as we go along. So we have questions we posted on Twitter. People replied to our tweet and asked us things. And that's where we're getting our topics today. So Q1... Uh, comes from a an anonymous Twitter user. And uh, the question came in. Uh, it was it was more specific than what I'm going to say because uh, the question was which NHL player would you draft into the NFL if you could pick one? Uh, I'm gonna expand that because I think I'm the I'm the hockey mind here, the elite hockey mind. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we have an elite MLB mind in Noah and a, very a generous. prime, prime elite NBA mind Whoa. in Anthony. <laughs> so, so we're going to expand this and we're going to draft three players into the NFL. One hockey player, one basketball player, one baseball player. That if we, we're going to just pick a team, we're going to pick the Minnesota Vikings because this is, this is the Q4 podcast after all. It's true. And we're going to pull in one player from each of these sports do we, so, to make do, the Vikings a Super Bowl contender. Okay, so we're doing this not only which player from whatever league would be a good football player, but specifically what player would fill a position of need right now on no, the Minnesota no, 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 Vikings. No, 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 no. Don't, don't think about the positions in need. Okay. Because we're 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 talking about players that when they come in, they'll make an immediate impact because they will be better than whoever mm. is at that position currently. Okay. And we need to specify position, right? Yes, like, you okay. do need to specify position. And I already have mine if you would like me to go first. Please do. Please. Joel Eriksson-Eck. 
of the Minnesota Wild drafted to be the middle linebacker. Mm. Joel Erickson Eck is probably my favorite. One of my, Kirill Kaprizov, obviously the, the favorite on the wild. We love, we love Kirill the thrill, but Eric Sinek, first of all, has a great name. Secondly, as soon as his skates touch the ice, you know, someone is getting put into the boards. (laughs) It doesn't matter who it is. And it doesn't matter if they have the puck. They're getting put into the boards. So you put Eric Sinek at middle linebacker. This dude is massive. And you just like, you don't even give him a game plan. You just tell him, fill a hole. <laughs> just go. <laughs> just fill go. a hole. <laughs> fill a hole. I love it. Just get out there. He find is, a gap. He's man. so wide. He's so big. And he just wants to hit someone. So you just get in there. If you see the line opening up a lane fill it just get in there i trust you i'm that's are, that's my pick are there any staying on this erickson eck like is this just like a a scandinavian thing like what is does eck come from something i i guess i don't know enough about him to break down the like two-piece middle or two-piece last name that he has it, i mean it's sick but like erickson erickson eck like is there a anderson and or you know what i mean like where did i've never seen this before erickson eck uh, it looks like he it, doesn't have enough space on his jersey to fill his second no. last name you know <laughs> it it so the the eck surname means oak in swedish so, so Erickson Eck, I'm just going to, I'm going to, uh, hypothesize. Please. I'm going to preface this by saying, I know nothing about the Swedish language. <laughs> I am not Swedish, nor do I associate myself with Sweden in any way. But Erickson comes etym- etymologically as the son of Eric. Eck means oak. So I'm going to say this is son of Eric, who is built like an oak tree, which makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. No, I think that's perfect. Yeah, that that uh, fills the gap, shall we say. It also might be a hyphenated, la- it might just be a hyphenated last name because uh, his dad name, his dad's name was Klaus Eriksson. Dude, that I can't think of a more Swedish name uh, than Klaus yeah, no, Erickson. No, it's definitely just hyphenated. His parents are Klaus Erickson and Anna Eck. Oh, so, dang so it! That's just that's just <laughs> it. We we had this great theory, oh. and it's just a hyphenated last name. Is it is it hyphenated though? Because like, I don't no, see a hyphen. It is it is sometimes stylized with hyphenation. But I think, I think, this is another completely uneducated guess, but I think that's an American thing to hyphenate okay. the dual last name. So so he just literally took last name and last name and put them next to each other. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Dang it. I like built like an oak tree. Built like an oak though. tree. <laughs> that, that just justifies your decision to put him at middle linebacker too. It does. 
I mean, Dang. he's the he's like the center position in hockey, and I, I would say even in basketball is probably most similar to the middle linebacker position in football, where it's just like they're they're kind of the the one directing traffic. They're also just beefy. Yeah, solid. Solid. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. Can we switch to NBA? Should I go with my pick? Do it. Go for um, it. As as Christian mentioned earlier, which will probably on probably be on the cutting room floor here, but <laughs> um, he said LeBron James right away, and that's like, how can you not right go with LeBron James? But I'm yeah. I'm actually gonna go a slightly different direction. Um, I'm gonna go with Giannis onto the Google. Ooh, yeah. Um, for essentially the exact same reasons as LeBron, um, but just taller and longer. So I'm going uh, Giannis at the tight end position. Ooh, okay. Because oh. like who I, you could put him anywhere, but I just don't want Giannis like sprinting 50 yards down the field and then running back to the line of scrimmage. You know, like yeah. If I if it's third and eight, which oh my goodness. Do we see a lot of third and longs from the Minnesota Vikings? <laughs> um, like, you're just going to Giannis. And you, literally, it's a jump ball. Like, throw it up in the air, and nobody else is going to get it. Can you um, imagine red zone offense with Giannis at tight it, end? It'd be a cheat code. It, yes. it literally would be like a created player. Just throwing like back who, shoulder fades in the end zone all the time. That's all He's you have to boxing do. Boxing them out. Yeah. Nobody's catching them. Yeah. You have nine linemen, one quarterback, and Giannis. (laughs) It's seriously like he's just physically bigger than any person on the defensive side. So he literally just throw it up in the air and his like eight foot arms can just snag it out of the air. Um, And it wouldn't be an Anthony description without a little fun fact. Can I hit you guys with a fun fact? Hit us with a fun fact. Okay. Um, So originally... When Giannis became a Greek citizen in 2013, his last name was Adeto Kunbo, so which is translated into Antetokounmpo. So his like original name was not Antetokounmpo because it was in Greek, obviously. Um, and then Giannis is the colloquial for John. So John. Adeto Kunbo. That's my guy. John. <laughs> wow. John. Yeah, it's kind of a, kind of an interesting fact. Yeah. Johnny. John. Big John. Big John. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, he he would break every record in the books. Absolutely. If he stayed healthy, you know. But yeah, I I would go just the more the taller, longer LeBron as my tight end pick. <laughs> I like it. I like this pick. We're building a good team here. I think yeah, we man. are. Going in the right direction. Okay, Cap so, it off, Noah. So for baseball, I was trying to find kind of a, an unexpected pick. Because usually you'd think of, you know, someone like, well, I guess Mike Trout is is the example, just like a pure athlete 
playing baseball. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try and find someone who's maybe a little different. So I was looking up um, top sprint speeds in Major League Baseball this year. Um, and there are, let's see, 11 MLB players who hit sprint speeds of 30 feet per second at some point this season, which translates to a very low four 40 yard dash, which is like when you're looking for speed in the NFL, that's mm. like the 40 yard dash is king. Um, so I was going to make a suggestion like, oh, get one of those guys. You know, they could be a shifty receiver. I mean, you think about someone like for the Vikings specifically, you've got Thielen and uh, JJ on the outside, get a shifty slot receiver. And then now pair him with Giannis. That offense is unstoppable. <laughs> it's um, banging. So I was going to make a suggestion, um, you know, O'Neal Cruz from Pittsburgh. I mean, mm. that dude is just what a tank. Um, yeah. I mean, he's so cool. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> fast, so strong, raw power. I mean, he's also six foot seven, so he really wouldn't fit the kind of the the slot receiver role. Um, but also, just kind of like a as as uh, Anthony was talking about with Giannis, just kind of a cheat code. Just this tall, big, strong, fast guy. Just put him anywhere on offense, um, and I yeah. I mean, you're you're done. You're cooked. However, so I, I was going to go with that one. I was going to say maybe someone like Tyler O'Neill or Bobby Witt Jr. Because they're uh, a bit smaller, a bit stockier, still fast. Um, I was happening to scroll down the list. Um, and sure enough, uh, where did he go? Um, Mike Trout is still there. Like he's... Um, <laughs> Posted of course he is. Posted a sprint speed of 29.4 feet per second at some point this season. So that's still incredibly fast. And the dude's built like a tank, too. He's 6'2", 235. I yeah. mean, that's also just like, once again, not a very small receiver, but still, you put him in the slot there. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Should we go with O'Neal Cruz or should we go with Mike Trout? So I, I have a counter offer. That was in the back of my mind the entire time. Even before you mentioned his name, this is what I was thinking for my pick if I picked MLB. O'Neal Cruz, but at quarterback. Ooh. 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 Because it, you, we know, we all know that he set the record in the StatCast era for the, the hardest throw from the infield. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. Talking and that's... over 100 miles an hour. <laughs> okay, so. On a throw. O'Neal Cruz throwing to Giannis in the end zone. Okay. He is uh, tall. Yeah. He is fast. He's he's so tall. He can see the entire field. Yes. And he. And you put, you put, so, so we're talking fourth and 15 on your own five. And you send Giannis on a sail route. Oh, you're done. You let you let O'Neal Cruz just move around in the end zone and then launch it. That's a that's, touchdown that's every a, time. Yeah. I mean, he's got everything, right? Like, he's got the arm. He's got the speed. He's friggin' huge. Like, dang. That's a good idea. Yeah, I, I love that idea. 
Plus, he's like would be one of the ideal dual threat quarterbacks. So you, you imagine people are having to quadruple cover Giannis just so he doesn't. Let's let's go with TJ's formation of nine linemen, your quarterback, <laughs> in this case, O'Neal Cruz and Giannis. You have seven defensive backs covering O'Neal Cruz which leaves you then four down linemen to rush through. Let's say somehow those four down linemen get through the nine linemen you have lined up. One of them tries to get O'Neal Cruz. So either Cruz is going to just fire a rocket as high as he can where only Giannis can catch it, or he's going to do one of those, you know, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes spins. He's going to spin out of a couple of tackles and then he's gone. I like it. I like it a lot. Dude. I, yeah. So what I'm hearing is that we need to find a copy of Madden 05 <laughs> and we need to create this. We need to create O'Neal Cruz and Giannis in the game. <laughs> and yes. we need to make this play. Yes. Absolutely. Dude, he's Man. 220 pounds? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my and God. And he's so fast. He's... I, the, the problem... I have been I I have been spending too much time thinking about O'Neill Cruz over the course of this entire baseball season. I he is the next Mike Trout in that he is just a freak athlete on a team that is persistent and dedicated <laughs> to just being garbage. <laughs> Although uh, at I just least feel so bad. The the Pirates were at one point relevant within the last 10 years so at least there's a little bit of hope there not much but there's a little bit whereas just the angels have just been by far and away you know running master classes on how to squander generational talent for the last decade and a half yeah i, I mean they haven't just, been good since the early 2000s like no, early it, 2000s no. it's just frustrating that we now have two teams that we get to see headlines like mike trout goes Five for five with five home runs while the Angels lose 12 to five. <laughs> and then O'Neill Cruz hit a home run so far and runs so fast that he was back at home before it hit the ground and the Pirates lost 47 to one. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but I feel like that's kind of baseball because you get locked into these monster i mean in terms of mike trout like you get locked into these long contracts which almost oh, seems to I'm like gonna, it almost seems to hurt the player more than help the player I, you know i have this is gonna wait till q4 our ranting period because we got two other questions to get through but i got i've got thoughts about <laughs> contracts in baseball all right so perfect <clears throat> so we've we've uh i think we've covered this question I think we've done a good job. We've built the Vikings into Super Bowl contenders immediately. Oh, absolutely. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all we got to do is just get some cross sports drafting going on. The inaugural, the inaugural four sport draft where it's like an expansion <laughs> draft to protect some players. But you know what? If the Steelers want the center from the LA Kings... They gonna have him, dude. Uh, that'd be sick. That would we, be so sick. That would be so wild. <laughs> are we including? Sorry, go ahead, Anthony. I, I was just gonna say there's some like added protection for interstate teams. So like 
Well, now that I'm saying this, I don't like this because that would mean that the Packers would get first dibs at Giannis. But like there's some extra added like, oh, you play for the wild. Well, then you can go to the Vikings first. It's like clearing waivers. And then if the Vikings don't want you, then you go out to everyone else to be drafted. Are we getting are, yeah. are we including retired players in this? Because if the Vikings could also get Boof Bonzer and Bartolo Colon, oh. uh, it's done. Oh. It's done. Good night. Ah. <laughs> I was really waiting for you to say Boof Bonzer when you were talking about like someone we wouldn't <laughs> expect. No, I was like, oh, he's gonna say Boof Bonzer, so, but I should so have. <laughs> I I feel like you have. Own, I'm. We're gonna spend a little too much time on this one, but O'Neill Cruz at starting quarterback. You put Boof Bonzer at backup quarterback because then he's the holder <laughs> yes. you're doing fake you never need to kick because he'll just get the snap and you've got boof bonzer or a, the greatest pitcher to ever play the game imagine <laughs> boof bonzer lined up under center with uh with O'Neill Cruz as your wildcat. So he splits out wide as a wide receiver. So you have no a idea. Is O'Neill Bonzer Cruz wildcat? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go. Let's go. Truly a sentence that's never been spoken before <laughs> in the history of the universe. <laughs> and people say oh there are no gosh. such thing as new ideas. Holy smokes. This I show like is this. all new ideas. A oh, 100%. Okay, we're, I'm going to force us now to move on to question two <laughs> because the, it's fantasy football season, baby. It's happened. We are... I, I have to log into my, my fantasy football here to, to actually do this question. Uh, but it's fantasy football. We're all in leagues. We're in leagues together. We're in other leagues separately. I'm doing terribly because Cam Akers rushed three <laughs> times for zero points on Thursday. We love that. Which, which Cam Akers in 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 one of my leagues is my number one. Was supposed to be my number one running back. He's my RB one. All right. So ouch. Yeah. That's a little distressing, to say the least. But I'm going to just hope. And uh, put all my faith in Justin Herbert. Yep. That he'll carry us to victory. Yes. But this Q2 comes from us again on Twitter. If you want us to answer questions for you, send us tweets. Um, <laughs> Q2. So it's a multi-part question. Part one, who is our favorite fantasy player for this season like who are we highest on not necessarily who's on our team but who are we just so high on i think there's some recency bias at least for me it is hard not to see the bills as an unstoppable juggernaut coming into this season i mean the way that they just completely dismantled the defending super bowl champion rams I personally, I very much enjoyed watching that. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but more specifically, I think, and I, I don't know if this is cheating or not because we've already gotten to see it, uh, but the Josh Allen Stefan Diggs connection, I mean, oh my goodness. Stefan Diggs looked like a man possessed on Thursday. We're recording on Saturday, so we haven't seen any other games happen. Um, Jalen Ramsey uh, was targeted. Oh. 
what was it? I think nine times gave up seven passes for 130 some yards and a touchdown. Uh, Stephon Diggs cooked him. And Jalen Ramsey is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I I don't see you know, you, you hear like last year there was kind of the debate of who who is the best wide receiver in the league. Stephon Diggs is trying to put that to bed before anybody else gets the chance to play. <laughs> Stefan Diggs, I think, is going to have a monster season. Josh Allen is finally, I mean, he had, Josh Allen had a great season last season, finally stepping into his own as one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people who benefit from that. No, none more than Stefan Diggs, I think, though. I think Stefan is one of those guys who, if you're playing against him in your fantasy league, I'm sorry, you're you're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. that was truly a, a butt whooping. Yes, like I, it didn't. It wasn't even like they. It was tied at halftime, but it was like still wasn't even close at halftime. Like you just knew that the Bills were gonna. Dude, the Bills are so freaking good. They're and I need to nuts. I need to talk about them in Q four. But yeah. Oh my goodness, they're so good. But okay, are we going highs first? Just highs. all around the table with highs. Okay. Yeah. Um, my high player is, and I, I've heard his name multiple ways, so I'm just gonna go with what I've heard. Uh, Travis Etienne. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. The Jaguars. So, I, I think the Jaguars are gonna be better. Like that's all I'm gonna say about it. Um, but he's like definitely the guy. Um, in Jacksonville and with Doug Peterson too, that just makes everyone offensively better. So, uh, I think they're going to be, I think he's going to be a problem in Jacksonville, uh, with Trevor Lawrence, another year under his belt. I think he is going to be scary. Good. Like talking like Leonard Fournette from a couple years ago before he got hurt. Good. Like super good. Yeah, I am. I am high on at the end this yeah. season. That's going to be I'm fun to watch. Pick someone else for my for my player, but like he th- that connection there with with Dougie P. Yes. Yes. Like I don't think I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have a winning season because they are coming off of just being one of the worst run sports organizations in the world. Uh but I think they're going to be better. I don't think they're going to be the worst in the league. And I think that Lawrence having a coach that doesn't hate him will be good. Yes. And I think having a running back that's that he played with, they've got they've got years together. Yeah. Like that's that's good, man. That's really good. And it's it's um, not as important as like quarterback wide receiver I don't think but still I think it says a lot that they've played together before and now they're back and they have Doug Peterson who got like he he should have been a head coach in this league for the last couple of years yeah like the, the he only reason got that, screwed yeah the only reason he hasn't been is because he and Carson Wentz just kind of fell apart with each other and well, the, the Eagles the Eagles went with Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson, which did not work for them. <laughs> not at all. And yeah. I think Etienne being with Doug Peterson this year, I think that also 
plays well for him because I mean everyone you know Carson Wentz was having his kind of MVP season in 2018 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl before he went down with injury Nick Foles comes in and is the savior of Philadelphia inexplicably um but the running game that year was also really good too I mean if you told me at the beginning of the season that a 31 year old LeGarrette Blunt, Jay Ajayi and Corey Clement were going to be a solid running back stable I would have laughed yeah. But I, that season, that all three of them performed really well. Legarrette Blunt had 766 yards that season, and Jai also uh, was at 408, 408 yards. So nothing extraordinary, but also once again, I I wouldn't call them. I mean, Legarrette Blunt got. Yeah, he was uh, what ten years in the league, however long it was. He he was around for a reason, but none of none of those guys were extraordinary backs. I think Etienne has some more raw talent than Blunt, Clement, or Ajayi had. So I I don't know. It'll just be like you said. I don't expect the Jaguars to be really all that good this season, but Etienne could be a very fun bright spot for an otherwise mediocre Jags team. I also <laughs> think that. Doug Peterson getting these guys at the beginnings of their careers. Yes. Yes. Rather than building, having the team built up of, of guys who are, are pretty close to the end of it. Yes. That's, that's, that's frightening. Again, I don't think they're going to have a winning record. They're not going to win their division. They're not going to win most games, but they will be significantly better than they have been. Yeah. And, I think I think if they win five games this year, then Doug Peterson has succeeded in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, if, I think that's fair if they, compared to what it was last year. If like, they win five games and are competitive in other ones, if they win five yeah. snoozers and are just like blown out the other 12 games. Yeah, but no, I think if they if they <clears throat> play like the Lions played last year. Yes. Where it's just. They're, they're just so close. Uh, but my actual player I'm going with right now for the high on fantasy is someone I do have on my team. It's Debo Samuel, baby. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. He's, he's just... Him and Cordero Patterson are kind of in the process of rewriting what wide receivers are in the league, where they're playing more as utility players than as a strict receiver. Like we've always had jet sweep. We've always had wildcat. These things have existed in the NFL for quite some time, but to just have players that you never know where they're going to line up, what they're going to do. And they're good at all of it. Like jet sweep works because you're giving an athlete the ball in an unexpected way. It only works occasionally unless you have Debo Samuel. Yes. Yeah. I mean, or he's, not, Patterson. he's not built. Neither of those guys are built like either one of those positions. You know, yeah. there's some like mix of in between uh, like quick, skinny wide receiver and also like bulky, strong, solid running back. Like it's weird. Yeah, yeah I that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Even though he was like, I mean, he was obviously really good last year. I think it's could go even higher this year and especially with the question marks about quarterbacks in san francisco i like that one yeah yeah uh the follow-up can question. i can actually tj real quick can i add in a bonus player uh someone who yeah. i was gonna mention but i don't know it's strictly for 
excuse me, strictly for fantasy purposes, uh, I am fairly high on Dalton Schultz tight end for the yeah. Cowboys mm-hmm. not because I think he's going to ha- he's not he's not Travis Kelsey he's not George Kittle he's not going to be the tight end that you know resets record books and re or, or redefines how we view the tight end position but he has proven over the last couple of the year, uh, last couple of years that he is a reliable target and he is fairly athletic he's not the Jason Witten I'm gonna run eight yards curl and catch the ball and sit down I'm gonna get eight yards like he can run after catch and just with uh, I will save this for Q4 but just with the lack of <laughs> other options that are available to the Cowboys he's going to see a lot of targets Dak Prescott is going to be going to Dalton Schultz it's either CeeDee Lamb or Dalton Schultz those are your kind of your top two pass catchers on the Cowboys so purely from a fantasy standpoint purely from a PPR standpoint Dalton Schultz could be a very surprising pick for a lot of people. He could be one of those tight ends who every week is putting up 12, 13, 14, 15 points, not because he's got some gaudy numbers, but he's got, you know, eight catches for 54 yards. I mean, he's going to just be that volume pass catch guy because he has to be. I think that's a good one to, I mean, there's no reason he can't catch a touchdown every week, you know, no, like, well, uh, the Cowboys would have to be in the red zone for that to happen. And with their offensive line, who knows if that's going to happen? Because <laughs> that, that, that's what I was yeah. saying. Dalton Schultz is not the guy who's going to bust a field, bust the field open, break a couple of tackles and, you know, run the ball in 75 yards for a touchdown like Travis Kelsey does, it seems, every week. But he will be the guy where if you're at third and seven on your own 45 yard line, he'll be able to catch the ball over the middle and get you 12, 13, 14 yards and for keep sure. the chains moving. He, yeah. he will be a decent red zone option, too, but the Cowboys will have to get to the red zone, and we'll see if that happens. I, I'm not confident. <laughs> that is that is often step one of red zone offenses, <laughs> get into the red yes. zone. Yes. <laughs> a crucial part, one may say. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's that important. <laughs> okay. So now here's the more fun question. Yes. Who are we lowest on? For fantasy, and I wanna, I wanna say like, <clears throat> we're all low on the guys that are Mister Irrelevant drafted at the end of the twelve-man league, right? But who are we lowest on that should be good, but we don't think will be? I saw. Uh, I was scrolling through Twitter the other day. Are you familiar with the? I forget what um, subsect of monks it is who like. <laughs> build up a resistance to pain by like just like repeatedly hitting themselves in the crotch with multiple different things i saw a video of uh or a tweet posted it was a live look at fantasy owners who drafted alan robinson and cam Akers, and it was just 35 seconds of dudes hitting themselves in the crotch are you telling me cam Akers isn't gonna be good Yes, I am telling you uh, that. That's unfortunate that's for not, my running back situation. That's not my pick per se, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I know in our league, TJ, you've got Cam Akers. So uh, sorry about that, but <laughs> That is so funny. Um, I will go, I'm going to go a quarterback direction um, and I'm going to go 
two of them, which is might be breaking the rules, but I don't care. Um, the first one, again, maybe recency bias, but Matthew Stafford, in terms of fantasy numbers, like, I think going to the Rams is actually a bad thing for him. Like, Ooh. he's... Like, is he going to win games? For sure. But in terms of fantasy, does he does he provide something that's exceptionally better at in Los Angeles than in Detroit? Like, I don't know. I mean, they're going to be losing in Detroit, so he's got to huck it up there 40 times a game. But in Los Angeles, like, they have a defense. They have, well, they have one running back. Um, <laughs> maybe Cam Akers will show up again. <laughs> but... I just don't think he's a great spot fantasy wise. Like he's he's not going to run the football, which is like a huge part of being a fantasy quarterback. And as we saw in the first week, he's susceptible to making mistakes. So I think I'm not stoked about him. I think the loss of Odell Beckham Jr. really affects Matt Stafford's fantasy value. I mean, you look Cooper Cup. Yeah. Cooper Cup's going to get his targets. Cooper's Cup's going to get his touchdowns. But aside from Cup, who else do you have on that team? Allen Robinson? Van Jefferson when which Odell was able to turn it on in the playoffs because people were aware of Cooper Cup people were always mm-hmm. double teaming them which left Odell open one-on-one and even though he's older he's not quite the same rookie uh or the same player who made the you know the catch against the Cowboys he's still a threat he is still a very good wide receiver and you cannot cannot leave him open one-on-one so having Odell down the stretch was a huge boost huge boost for Matt Stafford not having that solid number two option anymore or banking on Allen Robinson to be that type who has proven to be a solid albeit inconsistent player throughout his career nothing great nothing special I'm sorry that yeah Matt Stafford's value is going to go down significantly because there isn't a player like Odell on that team anymore and I'm, I'm surprised Allen Robinson struggled as much as he did in the first week. Like, maybe it's just he's never had a quarterback before and they're still getting used to it. But, like, um, I don't know. I think, he, like, he's got to be that guy, right? And if he's not, then Matt Stafford's going to struggle. Um, but the other one, and this is maybe a little bit of a hot take, but you know how we like hot takes here. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we love hot takes. Um, I'm, I'm kind of low on Tua. Ooh. I, don't, I don't really think I mean everyone's going crazy about the Dolphins because they're they're adding they're adding players left and right, running backs, wide receivers, right? But like I just don't think two is that good. <laughs> like I think people are starting like, yeah, he can run the ball and I mean he's injury prone, his hip still God knows what's going on with his hip still, but I just don't think he's great. Like He's not as good as the quarterbacks that he's compared to. Like, I would take Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, all without even thinking before Tua. And the fact that Tua's got to play the Bills twice a year, um, and the fact that he's got to go against Bill Belichick twice a year, like, man, that uh, that doesn't make me feel good about him. And, like, looking at his fantasy numbers from last year, like... Not great. Like overall, not great. Like he's got weeks where he's down in the in the fours and fives, you know? Like that is just not you can't have that. Can't have that in a from a fantasy perspective. So I, I'm not stoked about him either this year. 
Yeah, I think building on that, I'm not as high on Tyreek Hill this year, specifically because of the quarterback situation going from Patrick Mahomes to Tua. Obviously, yeah, once again, Tyreek Hill is going to have the plays where, you know, he catches just a little slant and boom, you blink, he's gone 80 yards to the house. But those designed deep routes, those designed plays in which Tyreek can burn a defensive back or two or three or seven, however many it takes, before getting the ball in his hands, I just don't know if Tua has the same. And no offense to Tua, he just doesn't have the same arm talent as Patrick Mahomes. I I, I feel like right. I feel like that's a fair statement to make. Um, but no, so it just Tyreek will still make plays. Tyreek will still be a big fantasy performer. I just don't think he'll be nearly as effective or as big of a fantasy threat as he was last year, just because of the significant downgrade he's taking at quarterback. You're both wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. Okay. You should be much higher on the Dolphins. Oh, specifically the Dolphins offense. As I I think the Dolphins as a team will be much better than they were last year. Just from a fantasy perspective, I don't think yes. Tyreek will be as big of a performer, as big of a threat as he was last year. He's still going to be one of the best receivers in this league. He's still going to be a solid performer. He just won't be putting up the gaudy numbers because of his quarterback. All right. Let's see it. Let's hear it, TJ. Everyone in Green Bay. I was debating (laughs) saying Aaron Rodgers, but yes, I Aaron Rodgers specifically. But I so I saw preseason preseason power rankings. All right. That put the Packers at number two. What? Wow. The Packers, objectively speaking, got worse in the out. I don't I I still think the Packers are gonna win the division yes. probably easily. But number but two? Like, are we are we gonna are we going to just go away from the fact that they did not make the Super Bowl? They got trounced by the 49ers, and then they got worse in the yeah. offseason. Who is who is the one team ahead of them? The Bills. Okay, that obviously. that makes sense. But just like that's dissing the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Rams, the yeah, Bengals, you're, you're, the Cardinals, the Titans, looking, the Raiders. You're looking at an offense that lost the best receiver in the NFL. Right. Yeah. And his backup is Alan Lazard. Do you see the comment Alan Lazard made a couple weeks ago that he wants to be the best receiver in the league? That he thinks he is Sorry, the best receiver in the pal, league? you're not. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert, you're like, not. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think I respect the players that are... Uh, the players that accept who they are as, as where they stand in their talent were like... Uh, Kurt Cousins acknowledges that he's not Tom Brady and that he's not Patrick Mahomes. And that's okay to acknowledge that because we all know it. Yeah. Alan Lazard is not Devontae Adams. (laughs) And I think because of that, Aaron Rodgers is going to take a steep downturn. He's still going to maybe play at an MVP level. Yes. But he's not going to be 
as good as he was last year. Just by the fact that he's not throwing to the best receiver in the NFL. And Lazard has injury concerns as well. Like he's probably not even going to play week one. So after that, it's like, seriously, who are you going to throw it to? Which maybe this is far-fetched, but that brings an OBJ question back into the mix where... He's still a free agent. Yeah, that question was brought up last year before he went to the Rams. Like, what about the Packers as a possible destination? I'm kind of surprised they're not going heavier for that, but maybe they don't have the money. I don't know. But I guess this is a fantasy segment, so whatever. I agree, TJ, though. Yeah. And now that we have been recording for... Uh, over an hour. We're, we're going to hop into Q3 and do that one quickly because we need to help our, our lovely fans. <laughs> yep. We need to get some fantasy football name suggestions. And there's... I, I think this one's, this one's tough because it depends on who you have on your team as well. Yes. There's, yes. there's so, few that so are like way- all-encompassing. The way I've kind of approached this is like I'm I'm going going player specific fantasy names. Like my yeah. my one off the top of my head is if you have Austin Eckler, you're the Temple of Eck. <laughs> <laughs> Which for for anyone who doesn't know, the Temple of Eck is a weird multi-level marketing cult in Chanhassen, Minnesota <laughs> that has like a golden pyramid and a dude that sells self-help books there. <laughs> <laughs> so Austin Eckler, your team is the Temple of Ag. There you go. I have two that I wanted to rattle through. Um, first one is Fresh Prince of Alaire. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And I love me some Clyde Edwards Alaire. So I, I probably have him on one of my teams. I might have to go with that one. And then uh, <laughs> the other one is Yippee Kaye Justin Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh out loud when I read that one. So those are those are my two that I think are just can pretty we, perfect. Can we maybe do a, a Tyler Bass kicking? <laughs> Ooh, good one. Good one. Uh what is that? A har- I, this is gonna be another very specific regional one, but hardware hank for Derrick Henry. Ooh, ooh, that's a, that's a deep one. Like you gotta deep think about cut. that one. Deep cut. Because yeah. we're nicknaming him with his last name. Yeah. Oh, uh, taking out the Landry. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go deep here because of the guy that I drafted. I'm sort of high on Sky Moore <laughs> with uh, the the Kansas oh, City Chiefs, but yeah. Sky's the limit. I mean, <laughs> nice. Uh, Game of Jones, which you could use for any Jones last <laughs> name so person. Players, you could do that for. Yeah. Oh, and this one, God, I wish this you could use this one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles. <laughs> but, uh, I don't even know what's happening with Blake Bortles. So, <laughs> Judge Judy is another good one. Um, Ooh. Okay. Now, now, Anthony, are you reading these off? Yes. Okay. No, I, did I not want it come to be known that I am coming up with these on the spot. Oh, a hundred. Uh, I am absolutely not doing that. Melvin Gordon Blue. <laughs> Ooh. 
Are you? That's impressive, dude. I struggle with fantasy names oh, so hard. I, I Google them immediately. Oh, I don't same. even think about them anymore. Oh, that is that's a good one, TJ. Oh, uh, what can we? Uh, <laughs> cups half full. <laughs> nice. What about the inglorious Staffords? Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ooh. Oh, oh man, you guys are freaking good at this. That's impressive. I gotta change mine up in our league. <laughs> mine, I don't even have a name right now, so maybe I'll jump on some of these. <laughs> okay. How, how much? I think. How much do y'all want to rant? Because I, I've... I thought of a during. Q2. I thought of a fun game we could try, um, but if we have many rants to do, uh, no. we can save that. No, give us the game. Okay, let's do it. So as I game was game time Q4. As I was looking for, um, first off, I'm just gonna get my condense my rant. I, 20 seconds. Uh, Cowboys are not going anywhere with Tyron Smith down. They're just blowing the season, not wanting to do anything. They signed Jason Peters. That's great. I'm going to rescind my Super Bowl prediction because I, I cannot in good conscience uh, say that the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. So I will well, revise my Super Bowl picks at the end of the, the uh, end of the show here today. Anyway, uh, mini rant done. Game. As I was looking for players that I was both high and low on, I found a website that ranks the top 10 quarterbacks based off of fantasy production from last year. So I was going to go through real quick and just go by each quarterback and you tell me if they're going to have a better or worse fantasy season. Ooh, I like it. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll go reverse order. So number 10, Kyler Murray had 309.78 fantasy points last season through for three, 3,787 yards, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, uh, rushed for 423 yards, five touchdowns, better or worse this year. Better because he was hurt last year. Cool. I think. I uh, <laughs> so so I'm actually torn on this one. These this one's this one's hard because like yeah I Kyler Murray's a hard one to figure out if he's progressing to be better or just kind of fizzling out. And the the whole Cardinals as a as a team. Like, are they getting well? I, I think not having DeAndre Hopkins for the first half of the season will significantly tank that production. So I think yeah. he's still a dual threat quarterback. I have him in my in our league, so I'm really hoping he's able to elevate it. Um, <laughs> but I guess we'll add a third option: better, worse, or uh, comparable. I think he'll probably be comparable. I think yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe a few more rushing touchdowns, few less um, passing touchdowns. I think it'll be fairly comparable. I think t number ten is is solid. Yeah. All right, number nine, Jalen Hurts, three hundred twenty-one point sixteen fantasy points, thirty-one hundred forty-four passing yards, sixteen passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, seven hundred eighty-four rushing yards, ten rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts was the number nine fantasy quarterback last year. It, it, aside from Josh Allen, um, actually in the top 10, he is the quarterback with the most rushing yards last year. Actually, I think just in general, he was the quarterback with the most rushing yards in the league last year. Dude, I he was going to be my other player I'm high on this year. So, I think it's more. 
so more what yeah that's oh my goodness yeah i i think he kind of like unseats kyler murray and starts to get up to that like lamar jackson level i think now that he has i think his fantasy production will be comparable i think he'll be a better overall quarterback because he actually has a wide receiver now uh in aj brown and devon yeah. smith who's also doing really well last season um yeah. So I, I think his fantasy production is going to go down because he's not going to be getting as many rushing yards. But I do think overall he will be a better quarterback with uh, definitely more touchdown passes, more touchdown throws. So from that perspective, I'll say probably comparable fantasy wise. Yeah. Dang. OK. It's already <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Number eight, Joe Burrow. 328.24 fantasy points, uh, 4,611 passing yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 118 rush yards, two rushing touchdowns. Can the Bengals repeat the magic of last year? That's the or thing, Or are they going to slip a little bit? That's the thing. It's We have to remember that the Bengals barely made the playoffs. Like, they, they barely made... They caught a heater and they ran the heater all the way to the Super Bowl. Like well, they, Burrow, they were not dominating like, teams. He set the record for number of for the number of straight four hundred plus yard passing games. I don't see how forty six at the end of the season. Like that is that is unsustainable, and it's also the reason I lost in fantasy last year. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw that out there because Joe Mixon got nothing the last four weeks of the season, and I lost in the playoffs to a team with Joe Burrow. I'm a little salty about it, but also. From a non-salty perspective, I just don't think you can. I don't think you can sustain that. I don't. Right? Yeah. Like he's still good. The Bengals are still going to be decent, but yeah, that that was magic that they caught last year. Yeah. That was Philadelphia Super Bowl level magic. Yeah, I don't see how forty-six hundred yards isn't Joe Burrow's ceiling. I mean, he's he's a good quarterback. I just don't see how he gets back to that point this year. Maybe he does. I, I I would be happy if he did. I I want the Bengals to do well, but I just I just don't see that happening again. So I think he'll probably yeah. be a worse fantasy quarterback. I agree. Yeah. All right, number seven. Uh, this one's gonna be fun. Uh, Dak Prescott, three hundred thirty point five six fantasy points, four thousand four hundred forty nine passing yards, thirty seven touchdowns. To 10 interceptions, 146 rush yards, one rush touchdown. Sorry, Noah. Oh, no, it's, it's, he will be, it's worse. He will, and it's not his fault. I think this season, this offseason, I'm going to get back into my rant a little bit. Jerry Jones proved that he wants Dak Prescott to be Tom Brady. He wants Dak Prescott to be Aaron Rodgers. He wants Dak Prescott to be the quarterback who can win single-handedly and make talent better around him i just don't think he can do that there, and that's nothing against dak prescott i'm the biggest dak prescott stand there is and i you just can't do that he's not at that level of quarterback Bas no, nobody is or very few people are at that level so he also set the the cowboys single season record for touchdown passes with 37 i just i don't see him getting back to that point the only boon or the only upside i think or place where you'll see improvement are his rushing stats ever since his gruesome injury uh against the giants in week five a couple of years ago 
that uh, the Cowboys understandably have been very protective of Dak and they haven't had as many designed runs and early in his career. That was one of his, that was one of the biggest components of his game. He was never a quarterback who's going to rush for a hundred yards and a touchdown in a game, but he was a quarterback who out of nowhere could just pull off 12, 13, 14, 15 yard gainers. And those would add up and those could like hurt a team. So I think you'll see his rushing stats go up a little bit. He'll get a couple more rushing touchdowns, but no, I think he's definitely going to be, a worse fantasy quarterback this year through no fault of his own. I'm sorry, Dak. Love you, bud, but sorry. We just hope he runs it at the correct times yep. too. We yeah. just want to make sure the time is not running out. I agree though. I, I think he's going to be worse this year, but hopefully not too worse. Cause he's on my fantasy. But, <laughs> yeah. Number six, Aaron Rodgers, 336.8 fantasy points, 4,115 passing yards, 37 passing touchdowns to four interceptions, 101 rushing yards, and three rush touchdowns. Worse. Worse. Clearly. You have to say worse, right? Yeah. Like, that's you. He's still going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. The Packers are still going to win the division, but you can't, you can't lose your number one target, who is also the best receiver in the league and keep that production up. You just can't do it. Not possible. Number five, Matt Stafford, 346.74 fantasy points, 4,886 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 43 rush yards, zero rush touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, we saw it. I agree. We saw it on Thursday. Yeah. Right. Like, I know it's against the bills who have a, they've got a good defense. Like that's that that's something we don't talk about. We always talk about Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and how good their offense is, but their defense is solid. Yes, but I, I, I mean, you've got Cooper Cup, who's going to be insane, always. But who else? But I just, I just don't, I don't see, I don't see Stafford continuing that level of production. Mm-hmm. Same I thing agree. with Joe Burrow. Yeah. I think the Rams are still going to be good. I think Matt Stafford is still going to be good. But when you catch fire at that right time, you've got to fall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little regression to the mean, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Number four, Patrick Mahomes, 374.66 fantasy points, 4,839 passing yards, 37 passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 381 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. It's a tr- it's a tricky one because he's lost Tyreek Hill. Um, I think it's gonna be better though. I th- like because the Chiefs had a slump year, a- another regression, if you will. But I think the rushing numbers are gonna be higher for him this year. And he threw how many interceptions? Thirteen yes. interceptions. Yes. Like I. <laughs> It's hard to hard to say he's not going to be better this year because he's just he's got that like special. He can just turn it on whenever he chooses. So. That's right. I think it'll probably be comparable. Will be there'll be a little variation, but I mean this is basically what we've come to expect from Patrick Mahomes. You know, high four thousands passing yards, high thirties, low forties in touchdowns, couple rushing touchdowns. Um, yeah, I, I and, and top five fantasy finish too. So I just. I don't, yeah. I don't see it getting much better, but I also don't see it getting much worse either. But I, I do think that 
when you get into the top tier of quarterbacks like this, when you start talking about progression and regression, Patrick Mahomes this season is coming off of the reverse of what we saw from Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford, where last season was his regression. Yes. So now he's going to go a little above his mean. Yeah. I think that's maybe comparable. It depends on the the parameters, but maybe comparable is a better yeah. a better way to put it. All right, number 3, Tom Brady. 386.74 fantasy points, 5316 passing yards, 43 passing touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 81 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. I think he's going to be worse fantasy-wise. So do I, I think so too. He's lost Gronk. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't have his favorite red zone target. And also, and he's just at his age. I mean, just throwing for 5,300 yards was insane. Just insane. I, Once again, yeah. I, I'm not doubting Tom Brady. I just, I don't think you can expect that from him at this point. He's not, I mean, I, granted, he proved he's a 5,300-yard passer last season. I just don't think the Bucs are going to get to that point again. I think they'll still be really good. I think they'll still be one of the top teams in the NFC. I just don't think Tom Brady will be a top three fantasy quarterback this year. It's it's that question of can you expect a record setting performance literally every right. year? Which <laughs> and I don't think you should. That's, that's, Tom Brady is incredible, but like you gotta you gotta give the man a chance to just be like in the top three rather than <laughs> setting every record every season. Right. But I mean Brady has and, not slowed down at all. He's shown that he's capable of doing such, so I guess I would say probably worse to comparable, maybe probably worse, but not significantly worse. He's not going to fall off. Oh, no, it's going to be slightly worse. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a healthy Leonard Fournette this year, too. And I mean, like just looking through last year's stats, like 50 pass attempts, 55, 43, 41, 42, 40, 46, 51, 46, 48, 50. They didn't even have the option. They're throwing it on average 40 something times a game. So, and if you're Tom Brady, you're going to make the most of it. Yeah. So I, I think it's a comparable at best. Yeah. All right. Here's where the fun begins. Top two, uh, number two, Justin Herbert, 395.44 <laughs> fantasy points, 5,006 passing yards, 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 302 rushing yards, three rush touchdowns. Higher, baby. Justin Herbert has not <laughs> hit his Let's go. Let's go, TJ. I am so high on the Chargers, you guys. I I have been on the Chargers hype train since Philip Rivers, but I am I am all over them this year. Hashtag baby. plug yeah. me they in, are. baby. Plug, plug me, me in. in. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Justin Herbert is going to in in my humble opinion. Justin Herbert is going to be the leading quarterback in the NFL this season. You see, I don't have a strong disagreement with that, but I do have a disagreement only because of who number one is. And number one is Josh Allen, 417.58 fantasy points, 4,407 passing yards, 36 passing touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 763 rushing yards, six rushing touchdowns. I think Josh Allen will still be the leading quarterback only because of his rushing game. He had four fewer rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns more than Lamar Jackson did last year. 
the only court. He's yeah, such a tough tank. to beat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson are the only two quarterbacks who rushed for more yards than uh, Josh Allen did, and Jalen Hurts is the only quarterback who. Excuse me. Um, oh. That's interesting. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Ryan Tannehill are the only two quarterbacks who had more rushing touchdowns than Josh Allen. Fascinating. Uh, that little is very tidbit interesting. of information yeah. right <laughs> yeah. there hidden at the end of our podcast. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so just the fact that Josh Allen not only is going to put up 4,500 yards, but can also get you 750 rushing yards and a bunch of rushing touchdowns too. I just, Josh Allen, until he shows otherwise, Josh Allen has to be the top quarterback that going into yeah. the season you, you just you, he just has to be yeah that's true i think that's Very totally true. fair but like uh, the afc this year the afc is fun it is this season mm-hmm. the nfc is it's boring but like <laughs> there are there are some teams in the afc that when we start getting to the end of the year when we've got the bills i think the bengals are going to be in it the Chargers, the Chiefs, if the Ravens can stay healthy. The Raiders and the Titans, maybe. The Raiders and the Titans. That's seven teams right there, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. AFC is going to be fun. Yeah. And, and you can't ever account for injuries that are bound to happen, no. too, because that no. shakes everything up, you know? So, yeah, the AFC is going to be fun to watch. Okay, I know we're running long on time here, but uh, this this man just missed the top 10, so we'll throw him in there. Number 11 on the list is Kirk Cousins, uh, 307.34 fantasy points, 4,221 passing yards, 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions, 115 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown. Higher or lower? Higher. The Vikings are taking the Minnesota Twins approach in that they are just improving their offense while doing nothing for the defense. <laughs> They're gonna win games fifty-three to forty-seven. Love yeah, it. I think if I love it. Higher offensive quarterback or offensive head coach. Offensive head coach. Yeah, gonna be good. The defense is the defense is probably gonna be ass. <laughs> but hey, high-scoring games. Kirk's gonna, gonna get his time good. to shine. It's true. Hey, that's when he was. That's when he was highest in Washington. Yeah. Hey, they're down every game. Might as well throw it. Might as well. If he's truly the garbage time quarterback, then let's put him where he thrives. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put him in garbage time. I think that's. I think that's our show. Hashtag Romo twenty twenty. Hashtag Anthony should choose the Vikings. Hashtag Teddy's job. Hashtag spoof for booth. Hashtag Kevin. Hashtag Minshew man. Hashtag Jolt the bolts. Hashtag Cobb Bostis. Hashtag Kiss Carter. Hashtag plug me in. Hashtag Heck Offstand. Hashtag WFT. Or excuse me, WTF WFT. Hashtag Bill the Puma. Hashtag It Wing. Hashtag Chow. Hashtag Hire Jacob Schneider. Hashtag Ham Sandwich. Hashtag Base Food Bass Cocker. Hashtag Ohio does exist. Hashtag I didn't need a. Uh, hold on, let's pause. Hashtag Hashtag fix the mic for Mike. Hashtag who's your bad wagon. Hashtag PJ Fleck Elite. Hashtag quick trip with two C's. Hashtag girth. Hashtag Craig. Hashtag juice it. Hashtag herberted. So, so I didn't even realize, but Q1 today was kind of the reinvigoration of base boot, base foo basscocker. Yeah, that's right. I didn't think about that either. Let's, wow. let's bring on. It's coming full circle. Base foo basscocker. Bring, bring on the base to basketball. Such a weird word. <laughs> this was this was a good show. Thank you for listening, uh, for sending your questions, and for 
being a part of the Q4 family. And for always, hashtag plugging me in. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> plug me in. From all of us here at the Q4 podcast, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Whenever that might be. Whenever it, whenever it might be. That was a great show.